0: I don't sit in this chair to spy on you but my 92 year old knees don't like stairs so I grab hold of that speaker to assist myself up the stairs then sit in the chair so I will not be a spectacle stumbling on the way to the pulpit (laughs) now if you were in the Sunday night seminar last semester, bring your notebook. We will have the pagination of the class notes go right on where we left them. Also the alphabetization of the uh, addenda will follow exactly where we left off. If you have lost your notebook, don't worry, we'll provide another one for you. If you were not here last fall, we'll give you one as well with those class notes so everyone will be amply supplied. For that reason, we do ask you to be sure and sign up on the, and the uh, foyer on the, the list there that we might be sure to have adequate notes prepared for you. Last Monday morning, in my pre-dawn prayers, as I sought God diligently for the word that he would have me bring today, very strongly came the answer prepare for war, expose the enemy. And I said, Lord, four years ago I preached on the topic of spiritual warfare in the 21st century. Did I? I shouldn't just get out and do the same thing again. The Lord said, the threat is greater. The people need to hear it again. And so I determined to surrender to God and be obedient to him. I cannot tell you how Satan has fought me this week to try to get me to turn away from this subject. Things have happened to my family that I never could have expected. One night I had a horrible nightmare that creatures were trying to get through the window and I was shoving them back and I fell out of bed and hit my head on a leg of a chair and wrenched my back. Depression has just been heavy as Satan has done his very best to get me Turn away from this message, but he will fail. Prepare for war. This past week we saw news reports of a Christian boy, 18 years old, in a nation that was controlled by Muslims who had been sentenced to the court to be hanged on trumped up charges. The Muslims hated him because he was a Christian. And the American Council of Legal Justice with Jay Sekulow and others have sent lawyers to try to protect him from that. Also heard the report this past week in another Muslim nation of a man who had gone into the land and began witnessing and people came to Christ and a church was formed and one Sunday morning the chief, the police came in and grabbed him and arrested him and arrested two church members, took them outside, blindfolded them, beat them, and took cigarettes and burned their hands and lips. All that was motivated by extreme Muslim radicals who hated the church. And I thought, thank God, we're not facing that. But you know what is starting to happen? In the last four years, there have been 420 assaults on churches. People breaking in and interrupting a service, coming in with guns, setting church buildings on fire. And it's accelerated because four years ago, that year, there were only 51. But in the nine months from January to September of 2022, there have been 157 assaults on churches in America. It's beginning. Get ready for war. But not only attacks of that nature, but the attacks in our culture. President Clinton signed the Defense of Marriage Act. And in the Defense of Marriage Act, This act said that if a particular state decides to recognize same-sex marriage, the other states don't have to recognize it, even though that one did. You know what happened a week or so ago? The Respect for Marriage Act was passed, which said now if any state recognizes same-sex marriage, every state has to. And horror of horrors, as the president signed that bill, he had a drag queen with him celebrating. Now, this is not a Democrat-Republican issue because both Democrats and Republicans voted for that bill. This is just pure evil that is beginning to rise against the Lord in this culture. It's even invading the churches. In Florida, a week or so ago, there was a church in which the senior minister in full clerical frock at the communion table. Here was a communion table with all the elements. He had two little girls sit down in front then had a drag queen come in and begin to speak to them gleefully and joyfully. And then he took Romans chapter one and said, "Be not conformed to this world, but be renewed by be renewed by renewing of your mind." Children, we have to have our minds renewed. We can't live by those old past standards. The devil is beginning to invade the church in denomination after denomination. The United Methodist Church has said that the traditionalists that want to still adhere to the Bible in the old way, they're given one year to leave that denomination and keep their buildings. If they don't do it in the next year, they forfeit their property. I admire John Knox Presbyterian Church because when the Presbyterian Church USA began to depart from the biblical standards and travel down the road of theological liberalism and abandoning all the beautiful traditions of the of the way that the Presbyterians had had for years. John Knox Presbyterian Church said we can't do that. They pulled out of the denomination. Now the members of that church through their tithes and offerings had built that beautiful building on 61st just west of Yale. But since they pulled out of the denomination, the denomination said you don't own that building anymore. And the only way you can have it is to buy it. They came up with a million dollars or more to buy back that building they had paid for to build in the first place. I admire that church. Prepare for war. It's heating up. We better get ready. The place to really help us get ready, I think, best of all, is in Ephesians chapter 6. You might want to turn to that chapter of that epistle in God's Word. And first, let's identify the enemy as the enemy is presented here. Verse 12 Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers against the world, forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Let's take a look at each of those. Is that satanic hierarchy that exists among the fallen angels exists today, and that's what's going to be coming against us. The first one that is mentioned, the... Rulers, the Greek word there is archon, alpha, rho, ki, omicron, nun. That word refi- refers to a ruling authority that has to answer to no one. They are in the supreme position and they give orders, and all of those under them have to obey it. The second one that is mentioned is the powers. The powers. And that is the Greek word exousia. Exousia means delegated authority. And these are those who have the powers, the forces of darkness in, in the world. These are territorial spirits that the Archon has assigned to work in specific areas. Some years ago at TCF in the early 1980s, we had a mission speaker who began to talk about territorial spirits. Now, I had personally never thought about that before. As far as I knew, never experienced it. Matter of fact, I remember he talked about one area where the territorial spirits controlled an area, but across the street they didn't, and you could share the gospel here, and it's effective. Here it was, not Oh, that's strange. And then in 1996, God began to expand my role. I have ministered in 18 churches, 18 states in the United States. And traveling with Gordon, we went uh, to seven different nations. And I can testify today, there are territorial spirits. I have experienced them. I've had to fight them. I have seen how effective they are in affecting a culture and a church. There's one particular area in which I was involved and I'll not name the state, but that spirit was so effective in bringing confusion and division. And I was involved with one church that was just being torn apart, and I'd been called in to try to help work things out. It was, my mind was confused, everybody was being divided. Barbara and I got in a car, and we drove uh, east, I'd say about 20 miles. Suddenly, I could think as clear as a bell. We turned back, and my mother used to have a big iron pot <laughs> with a big <laughs> iron lid, and it's just like there was an iron lid over that area. That was that territorial spirit, and as soon as you came under it, confusion began to take place in your mind. That area is so divided there are three churches in that area with whom I have close relationships none of these will work with the other two the spirit of division and confusion that the territorial spirit has brought in that area now if you live in an area all the time you're not aware of that territorial spirit that's just what you live with But when you come in from outside, if you really have that sensitive discerning of spirits, you quickly realize what you're battling and what's coming against you as you go to serve the Lord. The exousia, the territorial spirits, are very, very real. I wonder, what territorial spirit is over Tulsa? I don't know. (laughs) I live here all the time. That's just the way it is. But I'm sure someone from the outside who has the discernment of spirits could come to Tulsa and say, it's obvious, here's what it is. But this is a part of our battle to recognize and be careful in everything that the Spirit of God guides us and not be influenced by those other forces. And then it talks about the world forces of this dickness and the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. The word there is cosmos quadros, to scopu. The ones who in this very world are bringing darkness and confusing the minds of people just in here in Ephesians chapter 6 this enemy is described and exposed what do we do about it well verse 10 be strong in the lord and in the strength of His might, I'll tell you the songs with which we began this service today spoke that message. Thank you for those songs because that really encouraged us. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not on thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He'll make thy paths straight. Be strong in the Lord, and in the strength of His might. My brother and sister, it is very important for us not just to know about God but to be in a deep relationship with him and as the Holy Spirit that inhabits us, guides us there's where the strength comes from the only strength with which we can overcome and win in this war that is before us the strength of the Lord, and not our own. And then in verse 13, beginning, Therefore take up the full armor of God. The word there is panoply. Panoply described the full armor. When a Roman soldier was fully robed with all of his armor he had on his panoply, put on the full armor of God, the panoply, that you may able to resist in the evil day, Having done everything to stand firm. Now this whole section is dealing with defensive positions. Stand firm. It's not talking about taking territory, but where you are. Stand firm. Don't give. Stand therefore, having girded your loins with truth, the belt of truth it's truth that holds everything else in place of which we're going to read that that church in florida had that drag queen by the way her name is penny cost penny cost and <laughs> that's something and what was really being said is there is no absolute truth. And the minister said, what you believe today, put that aside. Constantly be, have the renewing of your mind. Tomorrow you'll have a different point of view. The belt of truth. The belt of truth. It is important that we have that that holds everything else in place if you don't have that (laughs) whoosh it just goes and then the breastplate of righteousness the breastplate of righteousness James presents a very interesting thing in chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. Sin is accomplished It brings forth death. You notice a picture he prints that in every one of us there are ova, individual ovum. Now Satan is not all-knowing, but his demons observe us. And by our behavior and attitudes, he is able to discern what kind of an ovum you have in you. And he will do his best to create situations in life that will fertilize that ovum and cause it to give birth to sin. When we talked about this in the past, we've illustrated it in this way. Here's a man in the checkout line. And as the cashier opens the cash drawer, suddenly he's called away, Mary, come over here a minute. And here in front of this man is the drawer full of cash, and he sneaks around and grabs some dollars and arranges it smoothly so they can't tell and puts it in his pocket. And then he leaves the store and passes a theater that has a pornographic film, and there's a scantily clad woman out in front trying to entice people to come in. He looks at her and thinks, my goodness, somebody needs to buy that woman some clothes. He had an ovum of lust for money, but not an ovum for that pornographic sexual lust. Satan knew it, and so he had that empty cash drawer in front of him that caused him to sin. Here's another man, same situation, just money, but as he leaves and sees that scantily clad woman, he can't resist, and he goes in, and commits the sin of sexual lust. One thing that is important for us concerning this breastplate of righteousness is to ask God to audit our lives and help us to understand what particular ova we have within us so we can recognize it when the enemy is starting to take us down an alley and we say oh no not that one now God this morning said Jim I want you to be as transparent before the people as you can one over and over I have that I have to deal with is fear of failure haunted me all my life almost everything I do Fear of failure, and I recognize that. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, proceed on in spite of it. Thank God He's revealed to me that that is there. And by the power of his Holy Spirit, I can say baloney. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some years ago when I was teaching Acts, came to that verse, David, after he fulfilled the purposes of God... In his own generation, slept with his fathers and underwent decay, was buried and underwent decay, and God stopped me and said, Jim, allow me to use you and your generation, die, be gone, be forgotten, don't be worried about building anything lasting. In other words, my role is obedience, results are his. To recognize that is a wonderful way to overcome fear of failure. I don't know what your particular ova, grouply, or single ovum might be, but I urge you to get alone before God and say, Lord, show me what there is in me that makes me vulnerable to the devil. I want to wear the blessed breastplate of righteousness, that means righteous living, righteous behavior. So Satan can't find any way to get anything through me. And then having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, oh how wonderful that is. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Thou art with me regardless of how rocky and rough the soil may be, having that peace with God enables us to travel through the most difficult and devious places, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles Of the evil one. Now, there are two Greek words for shield. One of them is the word for a small shield, small round shield. That's an iskous. An iskous was a small metal shield, usually worn on the back. But when you were going into combat, you'd take that shield and put it around if you were going in offense. And with a club or a sword, you'd try to hit the enemy and so on. That's not the one that's described here. This is the kratos. The kratos was a large shield, usually made out of wood, big enough to hide behind. Usually covered with leather, and often, before going into battle, drenched with water. Because it was the custom of archers often to dip an arrow into tallow, set it on fire, and fire a flaming arrow at you. And that water-drenched leather on the shield put out the flame. The shield, the big one that will protect you from the fiery darts, as scripture says. What is that shield? Faith. Faith. The devil will do everything he can to cause doubt to enter your life. Maybe you have walked with God for years, but Satan will start creating circumstances in which he will do his best to cause you to doubt. And I, for one, can testify to that. This morning, I'm being as transparent with you as I can. (laughs) Eighty-three years ago, I came down the aisle and confessed Jesus as my Savior and was immersed. I'll never forget that moment. The water was almost, for me, like being in Elko seltzer There was just effervescent bubbling. The Holy Spirit, obviously, was doing something. And I have now walked with God all those years. I was 10 years old. And I have seen hell and high water. (laughs) And I must tell you, there are times when doubt has tried to enter in. And by the Holy Spirit indwelling within me, I've had to cast it out. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. He that repents and is immersed shall receive the Holy Spirit. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, we have all been baptized in one spirit. And then he said, you know, some have discernment of spirits, some speaking in tongues, some have do miracles. But we have all been baptized in one spirit. Whenever you're immersed into Christ, that's really what happens. Now, often there's more that happens in addition to that Why laying on of hands and things do happen. But... As Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12, where he's talking about all these gifts, we've all been baptized in one spirit. And then he talks about some do this, some have that. By the way, in Greek, when you're asking a question and you want to indicate in that question how you expect it to be answered, you begin the question with, a, with either a may, me, me, eta or a u, omicron usen. And whichever of those you put at the beginning of the question indicates how you expect people to answer it. And so when Paul says, not everyone prophesies, do they? The obvious answer is no. That's what he indicated by the negative he put at the beginning. Does everyone speak in tongues? No. So on and so on. So even though we all have received The baptism of Holy Spirit when we are immersed into Christ there is a second thing that happens with some laying on of hands not all but some but not all will do everything each of us will do individual things and we thank God that we do not face the devil in this world as human beings with just strong character but it is in the strength of God and the indwelling Holy Spirit that we face everything that comes in our direction. Now here's an interesting thing. In that satanic hierarchy various levels of authority we see an interesting thing pictured. That on God's side there is an angelic hierarchy as well and we see illustrated in scripture that when a a demonic force at this level of authority is doing something an angel at this level can't do anything about it it has to be an angel of this level that can come against it one of the interesting illustrations of that is in daniel chapter 10 and uh, in which daniel is praying to god and praying to god and praying to god And uh, 21 days, nothing happened. Then one day, verse 16 of Daniel 10, Behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees and said to me, O Daniel, man of high esteem, understand the words I'm about to tell you. Stand upright. I've been sent to you For when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said, do not be afraid, Daniel. From the first day you set your heart on understanding this and humbling yourself before God, your words were heard and I've come in response to your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, that demonic hierarchy, was withstanding me for 21 days. In other words, here's an angel from God, but he couldn't get through to Daniel because a territorial spirit was of a level he couldn't get through. Then notice this. Then behold, Michael, one of the chief princes in God's hierarchy, came to help me. And then he said, I got through you. <laughs> then he got through. Isn't that interesting? And in the book of Jude, you have that interesting thing where it talks about those who do not properly respect that kind of hierarchy, and it illustrates it by this. It says, even Michael the archangel did not dare rebuke Satan, but he said, the Lord rebuke you. Isn't that an interesting thing to see? That in this demonic hierarchy, and areas of authority God has one as well and one of this level has to attack one of this level it doesn't work that way now you and I fight demons the foot soldiers those are the ones that we battle as we fight this particular war and sometimes they're running around the middle of us and we don't even know it (laughs) but it's real So the word that God gave me for today is this, prepare for war. What we have seen so far has been bad, but it's going to get worse. Make sure you have on the panoply and that wonderful last one that is mentioned, the helmet of salvation. Now, it's interesting. All of the others. Our command, take, 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 take. When it comes to the helmet of salvation, the Greek word there is receive. <laughs> receive. God bestows that. Thank you, Lord. I accept that. I accept the helmet of salvation. And whatever comes along, I can sing, I am His. And he is mine. Oh, on and on that song goes, but how true it is. Not as the world giveth, give I unto thee. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Thank God for the helmet of salvation that he gives. And that in our mind, upon our heads, is so certain, come what may, in his strength. We can face the heat of the battle, whatever it is. May God's blessing rest upon you in the name of Jesus.